Well, hello again, my name is Mike, and at Northwood Young Adults, we believe in having open doors and open hearts. And so I hope that when you clicked on this video that you did so with an open heart because you've been prayed and prepared for. And so we're glad that you're watching. We hope you're staying safe and healthy. This week, we are continuing our series, The Gospel of Jonah. And so you can go ahead and turn there. Uh, the purpose of the book of Jonah is to show the compassionate character of God. And we saw that clearly last week when we worked through chapter one. We saw that Jonah, this Hebrew patriot, was told by God to preach to the rebellious Gentile city of Nineveh. And so he refuses, he gets on a boat to go the other way, this big storm arises, he gets thrown into the water and then swallowed by a huge fish where he would stay for three days. And so if you missed the message last week, you might be thinking, where in the world is God's compassion in all of that? Well, that's a great question. God shows his compassion and that he's going to have mercy on a rebellious city. He shows compassion by stopping the storm and he shows compassion by sending a fish to swallow Jonah so that he doesn't drown. And that's where we pick up the story this week. So Jonah is inside the belly of a great fish. And before we get into this, I wanna address the obvious. How is this possible, right? How is Jonah living in the stomach of a fish? I wish I could answer that for you, but I can tell you this, that when you put this story beside many other stories in scripture where seemingly impossible things happen, it doesn't look like that much of a stretch. You know, we serve a God who raises the dead, who makes donkeys talk and parts seas and reigns over creation. And so he has authority over this great fish and apparently it obeyed its command to swallow Jonah. And also it's interesting to see given how much attention we give to the fish, how little attention the author gives to the fish. You know, Jonah is swallowed by the fish and then eventually gets spit out and the fish is no more. It plays a very small role in the story. And so if the author was fabricating, you would think his fabrication would play more of a stronger role in the story, but it doesn't. And so we have a good reason to believe that this is in fact uh, true, that though it seems strange and impossible, Jonah was in the stomach of a great fish, sitting in bile and whatever else was in its stomach. And it's from there that he calls out to God. And so if you would pray with me, and then we'll jump into these verses for this week. God, we thank you so much for uh, this week. God, we thank you for tonight. God, I pray this, this message goes forward. God, that your word would speak. God, we thank you for every person who's watching this video, whether it be live or later on, God. And uh, we thank you that, that every one of them is a soul and a story. And so God, I pray that this would meet them right where they're at uh, while they watch it. And God, that your kingdom would come and your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. So from the belly of the fish, Jonah prays. And this is what he says. This is Jonah 2, 1 through 3. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. So Jonah begins his prayer, and he says, I called out to the Lord, and he answered. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and he heard my voice. Could you imagine what this would have been like for Jonah? I mean, talk about a wake up call, right? God got his attention. We just talked about the insanity of being swallowed by a great fish. And apparently that's what it took for Jonah to start seeing clearly. 
And Jonah mentions the word Sheol, which is the name of a place that you see a lot in scripture. And essentially it means the grave or where dead people are. And so Jonah is saying, I'm in the grave. Like I'm in the belly of a fish and it might as well be a tomb. And it was as if he was dead being in the stomach of the great fish. And so here's the reason I spend time on that. You know, as we read scripture, especially in the Old Testament, we should, we should do so through the lens of Christ. You know, we should try to identify and see how Old Testament stories point us to Jesus. Well, sometimes Jesus makes it easier for us and just does it himself. And so I wanna to read to you from Matthew 12 and listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 12. He says this, then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him saying, teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. And so as we look at, at Jonah in the belly of the fish for three days, you know, we can make the parallel to the story of Jesus, right? Especially because Jonah refers to the belly of the fish as a grave. And so just as Jonah spent three days in the grave, Jesus spent three days in the grave just to walk out of it again. And the last thing I wanted to point out about the beginning of this prayer that we just read is the fact that Jonah says in verse three, he says, God, you cast me into the deep. And so he's saying, God, you threw me in. You got my attention. You opened my eyes. And so Jonah, in the, the form of true repentance, he's not pointing the finger. He's not blaming somebody else. But he's confessing and dealing with his sin between him and God. And so let's keep reading and see what he says next. This is Jonah 2, 4 through 6. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. And so Jonah says something powerful here. He says to God, though I feel far from you, I'm gonna look towards you again. And this is Jonah repenting. This is Jonah saying, though I have messed up and, and failed, I'm going to turn myself towards you again, God. And that begs the question, can we choose to look towards God again? despite our mistakes, and despite our failures. You know, like Jonah, have you ever felt like you've sunk so low that God couldn't find you? Well, as we see here, as it turns out, he can find you no matter how far away you feel. You know, sometimes we feel like we've messed up so bad or failed so much that we don't wanna look God in the face or we don't feel worthy to turn back to him because we're afraid that we're gonna get met with condemnation. And that's not true. You know, no matter your failures, all you have to do is turn towards God again and he is waiting with open arms. You might've been brought low by sin. You might've been brought low by circumstances or the coronavirus and the fallout from all of that and all of this, or the way you were treated by someone, etc. You know, you may have been brought low, but you are not too low for God to find you and see you and restore you and redeem you. That no matter where you're at right now watching this video, God sees you and he loves you. And just choose to look toward him again, he'll be there. Let's keep reading and finish out the chapter. This is Jonah 2, 7 through 10. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. 
Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. So Jonah concludes his prayer here, and we see his final plea of repentance. He says he remembered the Lord. He prayed to him and makes a a commitment to God again. And the last thing that he says in the prayer is that salvation belongs to the Lord. And this is key because it hits on the reason he ran to begin with. You know, he didn't want salvation to come to Nineveh. That's why he ran. He didn't think they deserved it. He didn't think they deserved the mercy of God. And so when he admits that salvation belongs to the Lord, he is confessing, confessing that salvation doesn't belong to Jonah, right? In other words, he doesn't get to decide who gets saved. He doesn't do the saving. God does. And after he prays, the Lord commanded the great fish again, and it vomited Jonah up onto the shore. And I love the detail that he was vomited onto the shore because the truth is, this story's not over, and it's still really messy. This is still a mess for Jonah, regardless of his apparent change of heart. And Jonah still has a lot to work through, and we're going to see that as we move forward in the story in the coming weeks. I want to ask you something before we close this week. If you've hit your lowest point, will you look up? Will you look to God, even though you may have hit a really low spot? You know, sometimes God allows us to hit rock bottom so that there's nothing we can do but look up. That's where Jonah found himself. Maybe that's where you find yourself right now. And if you do, you are not too far away for God to see you or love you or care for you and care about you. Just look to him. And I'll leave you with a quote from C.S. Lewis. He says this, to what will you look for help if you will not look to that which is stronger than yourself? Look to someone who is stronger than yourself. Look to God for the help and the restoration that you're looking for. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this this humbling story of Jonah. God, this prayer that he prayed from an unimaginable location, this absolute rock bottom, the belly of a great fish. And so God, like Jonah, God, we we wanna take our rock bottom moments and we wanna look up. We wanna look to someone who is stronger than ourselves, God. We wanna look to you knowing that, God, you're not going to condemn us. You're not going to turn your back on us, God, but instead you're going to uh, welcome us with open arms into your presence. You're going to accept us and approve of us, knowing that we've been covered in the blood of Jesus. And so, God, we thank you for that. And we pray as, as, as we apply this message, God, that, that we would trust you with where you have us, knowing, God, all we have to do is look up and you'll be there for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, just as a reminder, you can always go to youngadults.guide for any kind of resource. There's a lot of good stuff on there. You can also want to point you to our podcast, 20 for Your 20s. You can find that on Spotify. There's going to be some new episodes up soon. So we love you guys. Stay safe and healthy. Go change your world.